0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, take a couple minutes here to get everybody lit up and online and where they need to be and hopefully figuring out uh, where we're at. Did a little audio changing up, so hopefully you can hear me just fine this morning. I'm trying to get my podcast audios to sound a little bit cleaner than, uh, than what they have been, so switched up the audio a little bit, but... Have some things I want to share with you this morning I actually borrowed these notes uh, um, I'll actually address the author of, of where some of this came from I took some of their content that I had inquired and and uh, acquired and, and personalized it I guess if you will um, I do want to thank you guys for the support it's been a, a wild ride so far this spring I'm still kind of waiting to go to work we're. Seeing some work out there, but now just having to wait to 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 be able to go do it. So uh, hoping we get things rocking along here pretty quick. What I want to share with you this morning actually was uh, we most and some of you are involved in these. We do these little live Bible studies uh, where we share it with everybody and kind of get everybody involved and and um, we're. I was looking for a new one and kinda of going through some of the Bible studies that are out there and available and and uh ran across one that really caught my attention and I and I thought, man, that, that'd preach and I really wanted to bring this message in such a way as that. I wanted to I wanted to bring it to you in a in a little bit different format. I I did retitle what he had wrote. The author of this is Jordan Rayner. Um I really appreciate how he wrote this and certainly want to give credit to the initial writing of this information in detail. But I kind of tweaked it up a little bit, and what I'm going to title this this morning is The Gospel in the Midst of COVID-19. Pretty fetching title for a time that we're in. The, the Gospel in the Midst of COVID-19. Now, I'm not sure about you, but isolation and quarantine was not quite how I envisioned my spring starting out this year. Uh, it kind of threw me for a curve, if you know what I mean. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for being quarantined and isolated for the better part of this spring um i'm going to ask you to get hold of your bible if you've got got it handy there grab your bible um we're going to be in philippians actually in chapter one is where we're going to start so if you want to follow along there's a little bit of scripture you can follow along with these these chapters in philippians that we're going to be around are are great reads um something i think you can gather a lot from so if you want to, to do that but uh Philippians chapter one. So we're going to start. So let's check out Paul's stories. we find him in the book of Philippians, or Philippians, the isolation uh, through imprisonment was probably not Paul's plan either. You know, Paul wound up being arrested, and he's, and he's when he writes these these words in Philippians, he's he's literally writing from, from isolation of prison. He's he's hung up. He's, he's been in prison. So at first glance, his imprisonment must have looked a lot like a disruption as he as he attempts to spread the gospel through his work as a tent maker and a preacher. But Paul stated very clearly that what has happened to me was actually has actually served to advance the gospel. It's in Philippians one uh, verse twelve How could his imprisonment advance the gospel? I mean many of us might ask that question. How would how does this quarantine that we're in advance the gospel? As Philippians 1 and 13 makes it clear, the gospel was able to shine precisely because it gave Paul an opportunity to show that regardless of circumstances, he was ultimately in the chains of Christ and for Christ, willingly shackled to the sovereignty of God. So, so basically, he was, he was willingly imprisoned uh, for, the, for the gain and the benefit of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let's see where we're at here. The hope in the context of Paul's circumstances must have seemed supernatural to the whole palace guard, who in their normal natural would see this as anything but good, right? I mean, I mean, imprisonment doesn't sound like something fun I want to go do. But because of Paul's stance, these guards, these prison guards, began to understand the hope in the gospel. Simply because of his uh, character and, and, and his perception of, and his uh, and, and and literally his his persona of who he was in Christ in prison, they began to see the realization of the gospel for what it truly was. What application can we draw from this text as you and I work and live in relative isolation today? We, like Paul, have a unique opportunity to demonstrate the hope of the gospel. Not not in spite of our circumstances. We somewhere we we've, we've got to turn that curve. We've got to get past this. Well, I'm hung up. I might as well do something different. Well, I've done everything else I can do. I might as well turn to God. Man, what a wrong perspective this is. It's got to not be in spite of our circumstances, but literally because of our circumstances, because of the place that we're in. How do we do that? By showing we are concerned and not anxious. Uh, You know, that's been part of the training that I have and part of the things I'm involved with. Um, I've spent a lot of time in critical incident stress management and uh, PTSD and stress and anxiety and crisis intervention and those are all real elements of life and, and there's multiple things that can bring those elements into play. Um, not just war. Sometimes we think of PTSD as oh, well, that's a veterans thing. Well, no, technically it's not. It's it's anyone can develop PTS, which is post traumatic stress. Uh, the disorder puts a little bit different twist on it. But, but PTS is very common in, in, in Americans today and very common in the world today, for that matter, because we see so much trauma. We, we were, were, were given so much trauma in front of us now. But Paul asked the question, you know, how, how can we how can we use our circumstances today to actually enhance the gospel, you know, to, to, to literally make it come alive? How do we do that? By showing that we're concerned, not anxious. Do we have grounds to be concerned about coronavirus? Sure we do. Do we have grounds to be anxious? Yes. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. Absolutely not. Um, when we think about anxiousness, we, we, because we have the peace of God which transcends all understanding because of Christ and his promise to redeem us in the world, Philippians 4.17. So we really, we really don't need to be anxious. Fear is not something we should have inside of us either. There's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, I've had my moments. I've had my moments where all of this weight, this heaviness of this mess, has has pulled me to a place where I don't understand things. You know, I, I I'm I actually had a moment about a week and a half ago where uh, something. I've talked about this recently. Some things from my past just kind of overwhelmed me. You know, the, this 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 time that we're in is so strange. You know, it's just such a difficult point. And those who struggle. With, with either past trauma or present trauma, they're going to, be, they're going to have some, some, some issues with this. But we don't have to be anxious because we have the peace of God that transcends all understanding, just like it said in Philippians 4.7. In this time of great insecurity, our ultimate security can make the gospel come alive to our coworkers, to, to our customers, to our friends, and even to our families. If, if we're grounded in our faith, if we fully understand and we fully believe who we are in Christ, Anxiousness really shouldn't be a part of us. Uh, you know, Paul actually talks about counting it all joy. I mean, <laughs> how do you count it all joy when you're going through the fight? You know, that's it's hard to do. But when you ultimately look at things in a fashion of, and I, I, I simplify life a lot because I don't think God's very complicated. But in the simplification of things, I know that. When my time on earth here is done, I'm out. I know that according to what I believe in the word, we're going to face some difficult times. We're going to have to walk through some difficult times. We're walking through them now. Um, Why? I I can't answer those questions. I really can't. All I know is what I have in me must come out of me. I've, I've got to share the peace that I have of knowing and, and the security that i have of, of knowing where my eternity is where my future is and, and, it, and it's not a uh, i don't have to live in a, in a in a box to do that matter of fact i don't want any part of a box i want to be outside of a box i don't want a box when i'm gone i've already made that clear you know i, I don't want that but in this time of great security we have the opportunity uh, to, to ultimately share this gospel Again, how do we do this? Well, we do this by demonstrating uncommon care for those around us. You know, we live in a very selfish society, very self-driven, very entitled society, if you will. For for some reason, we've we've um, <laughs> we've messed up our structure. We, we've messed up our morality. We've we've messed up our common ground that that maybe some of you and I grew up in. Uh, it's not here now. We we live in a society that is so self-centered. But if we if we can demonstrate an uncommon care for those around us, then it's gonna it's gonna move that gospel forward even more. Now more than ever, Christ followers should be the ones demonstrating extraordinary concern for the people we work with, beyond what value they provide to our companies or our teams. This is this is a moment in which ask, asking more personal questions about family and health is not only acceptable, but it's sensible, and it's humane. Let us be the coworkers workers know, known for caring deeply for the whole person that we work with each day. When's the last time that you really took the time to care about what was going on in someone's life around you? And especially a coworker or, or maybe a, a, an acquaintance. It's easier when it is our family. It's easier when it's someone that's close to us. But, but when is the last time that you really showed genuine care for someone you didn't know that well man what an opportunity to to let your faith shine in those people we can do this by sharing our hope explicitly the two suggestions above can serve as hints to the gospel as our ultimate motivation uh, to love our neighbors but at some point we must share the gospel with our words now is as good a time as any the people in our virtual offices and our neighborhoods are, are craving hope more than ever before we are in a hopeless generation right now. We're, we're in a hopeless society. What better time for us to show our hope of who we have in Christ? Hope for the world. Hope for their work. Hope for themselves. As Christians, we have the spiritual vaccine that can provide that hope forever. Let us be bold enough to share it and proclaim the gospel without fear. Again, look at Philippians one verse fourteen: Share the gospel without fear. You know, we we have. I, I used an analogy when I was youth pastoring a lot. If, if we were on a cruise ship and you know I don't know if you've been on a cruise you've you've had um, you gotta go through the lifeboat drill and all that stuff you gotta know where to put your life jacket on all those things pretty good pretty good idea most of it's common sense I kind of laughed at some of it but, but if you think about it what if we were on a cruise ship and, and when you got on board the captain he gave you the key to the life jacket closet you're the only one has got the key and something happens on your ship, and it's going to sink. What are you going to do? Are you simply going to just save yourself, or are you going to share with others the fact that hey, you've got the key to the life jacket closet? Let me share this with you. And think about that. It's a simple analogy, but 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 that's exactly kind of what he's saying here. That, that we as Christians we we've got we've got the antidote. Well, uh, we've got the the, the secret serum for for this loss of hope it's time that we share that openly with those around us throughout Philippians 1 Paul uses his time of isolation to advance the gospel one of the ways he can use that we can use our own time to rel, to relatively isolation to do this is by following Paul's commands to value others above yourselves ouch not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interest of the others Philippians 2 verse 3 and 4 Again, I, sometimes it's, those are tough words for us to hold on to, but it is ultimately what life should be to, to value others way ahead of ourselves. You know, that scripture reverence is better to give than to receive. Well, ah, it's a lot cool to, to receive stuff, but how cool is it when we give to those who are in need? The expressions that they have, the, the feeling that they have is, is unco- just uncanny to watch the, what happens when you give to someone who's desperately in need of something. It's easy to pay lip service to this idea. Uh, when the world is relatively healthy physically and econ- economically, it's an entirely other thing to live out expressions of the gospel in times like the moment we're living in today. How practically can we value others above ourselves during this time? The answer to the questions that will, will of course, look different for each of us based on our vocational roles but financial and financial situations, but here's a few ideas. Stay at home. Most of us are under orders of strong advisement for government authorities to self-distance from others, uh, value others above yourselves by following these directives, volunteering to sacrifice some personal freedoms for the well-being of your neighbors. Um, You know, I know there's a lot of controversy over opening our country back up right now, and it's all weekend there's been these big movements to to get our country open again. I I understand because I can't work. (laughs) Um... You know, we're seasonal employees, so we follow the storms. And so we sit idle through the winter. We, we try to make enough money uh, during the summer months, spring and summer months, that we can actually survive through the winter until next spring starts. And, and then the storm season starts and we're able to go back to work. So we're seasonal. Well, this season hasn't gotten started yet. Um, there's been storms, but we can't move. We, can, we can't travel. There's There's nowhere to stay. There's actually nowhere to work if you had your car held on right now and got a check from your insurance company you going to give it to me probably not i mean because there's such uncertainty in this time so so we're hung up but in the midst of being hung up i've not lost my trust in god um he'll take care of us he's got this yeah it's sketchy um yes we've we've buttoned up the hatches you know we've tightened up the ship we're we're not spending any money we are sitting home um we're just not, we're not doing anything. There, you know. There's, and I miss it terribly. I told Ronda last night. I just want to go sit down in a restaurant and eat dinner. I, I want to be around people. I, I want. I want to. I just want to be back to some form of normal. But, but, you know, this is where we can value um, others above ourselves because in all the unknowns, I'm not sure if opening our country back up right now is a good idea or not. I've seen theories that make it make sense. I've seen theories that that doesn't make sense. So, and who knows? We're we're not being. Unfortunately, our 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 information is not level. Um, there's there's extremes on each side, and, and instead of there being this balanced truth, um, we're really questioning what is truth anymore. So it's very difficult. But how can I be how can I be socially acceptable right now? Is is I can be. I can be honest with my neighbors. I can, I can do what I can to help them, and I can do what I can to help our society by, by not just running amuck. Um, and I, I don't know. That's, that's a challenging place. Volunteer to take a pay cut in order to save a, a job for someone else. Yikes. Uh, that can be a little tough. I mean, that, that's a big step. That's a big move. Um, very few people can have actually afford to do this, but the ones that do have the privilege of, of preaching the gospel through dramatic action, you you, you understand what that means that's when you by faith make a move of such nature you have just preached a gospel message loud and clear that you trust God more than you trust your income more than you trust the man who's paying your income that God will take care of you in the midst of this crisis and and by your generosity by your giving the heart by your servanthood that God will bless you for it I, I mean it's it's a biblical principle. Why why can't we use it in a normal life? It, it's easy to do when when we don't have any financial struggles. Um when all of this first started, you know, we're we're tightening things up because, boy, we're not gonna get to work and we don't know what we're gonna do and the bank account's almost empty already and now what are we gonna do? And 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 Rhonda and I discussed we 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 give a lot. We um and I don't mean that to <laughs> In a bragging way, it's just it's just what God puts on my heart. We support um, some missionaries in Mexico on a regular basis, and and do it in a monthly fashion. And <clears throat> there have been times in in the I've almost 15 years now that I've supported this mission. Um, there have been times where I've had to say, "Hey, um, don't write that check just yet. You, you know, I need a few days, or I, you know, I need to get a deposit made, or, or whatever." And there, so there's been some tight times. But, but thankfully, I've not ever had to not give to them. Well, when all this started, Rhonda and I had a conversation. You know, what should we do? Should we should we hold back on that during this time? And man, I, the thought of that in my heart crushed me. Because they're doing, their work continues. And, and it's going to continue whether I support them or not, because it has to. But I would sure rather be a part of it. And I and I, I we just decided, you know what? We're we're going to give anyway, and we're going to let God take care of us. And He's done just that. So beautiful to see how God. It's not that He rewards our faith, but I don't want to put it in that fashion. He's He's not going to give to you just because you give, but the feeling that comes from knowing that we're still trying to do our part, and God, I trust you. What it, whatever it takes, I trust you. And, and we're going to make it and you know, we're going to do this and so we, we've thankfully been able to continue that um, give more generously than usual again it's a challenge I've seen and heard several heart touching stories of, of how others have stretched themselves in giving to, in order to help their fellow man now is not the time to not give as, as even even given to our churches and ministries are doing everything they can to keep providing to their missionaries food pantries uh, and to the homeless and less fortunate if you can give give i know god will bless you for it um i'm a i'm a part of peter snaddle ministries It's on my shirt here Uh, peter snaddle ministries we are focused on our wounded military veterans um physically challenged and terminally ill so we do a lot of things um through outdoor outreach we 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 hold big events we we do a deer hunt and a turkey hunt for chaplain military chaplains and We do uh, a turkey hunt for all over the country. We we take guys in different places in smaller groups and large events there. We have a lodge in in Bellamy, Missouri, and and, and there's fishing events going on, and there's female veterans that are fixing to do a hunt. We had to cancel some of our spring activities because of this. Um, Matter of fact, our military chaplains turkey hunt had to be canceled. Man, it's a beautiful time when you can bring our military chaplains in. Those... Those guys who, who carry the burden of everybody to bring them in and be able to minister to them and, and to try to help lighten their load, it's, it's, I love that. That's probably one of my favorite hunts. But we couldn't do it this year because of everything going on. Um, we've, we've canceled everything throughout this spring so far, and it's a challenge for us as a ministry. We're doing other things to try to make sure we're, we're reaching out to all these veterans that we can and doing what we can in the smaller groups and smaller in venues. But something that came upon our, our director that I felt was was awesome. Um, people give a lot to Peter's Hammer Ministries. It's a big organization. We do a lot. We have a, a, a supply room that's you know got lots of dry goods, canned goods, drink mixes, you know, all of that kind of stuff that we use throughout the year on these events. And we have we have big deals where we do a fill the pantry, you know, and people bring stuff to, to support Peterson Hammer Ministries. Well, we're not utilizing that stuff at the moment we have a lot so we some of our ladies decided our ladies ministry director uh her and a couple others went up and did a, an inventory of what we had at the lodge and brought an inventory sheet out and now we're able to reach out to our volunteer base uh, reach out to our military families that we're involved with and into our communities and say hey if you know we have some things if there's a need we want to help meet that need uh, just recently, we learned that um, a, a town there, near near our our lodge um, in Missouri, that the, their YMCA is a it's it's not a real high funded YMCA. It's a you know relatively low income area, and, and and the school is doing this this service where they're feeding these kids. Well, there's a tremendous amount of the rural kids who can't get to the school food, so we're going to try to help the YMCA. Uh, with provisions so that they can continue to feed these kids that are in the outskirts. Uh, I mean, it's it's just it's ministry. It's when God gives you in abundance, give it back. Uh, the, the, you can't out give Him. I mean, again, biblical principle. You're not going to outgive God. Um, so give more generously, and, and by all means, don't stop giving. If you support a local ministry, if you support a church, if if you can give, give. And I, and, I, and I know that if is in there because it's a challenge right now and i understand that but if you can give give don't don't stop giving um what i'm suggesting here is hard but but you know what the unfathomable harder paying for the penalty of our sins we're called in in the in the model of self-sacrifice of jesus let us all look for creative ways to model his gospel as we work through crisis jesus sacrificed everything for us you know i again it's a hard issue with us we we have to determine what it is that god's leading us to do i'm not going to tell you to to go clear your pantry or or go empty your bank account to give to some ministry i think that's foolish but what i will tell you is listen to god as he puts something on your heart listen to him i i was uh overwhelmed yesterday I, i got a little card in the mail yesterday and um trying to get emotional here <laughs> because it came from a relative um, these are tough times I mean I understand tough times and I, this little card was just a little thank you card and, and in that card I, as I flipped it open the verbiage was this is what God's leading us to do and we want to obey him and there was a check in that card God will take care of you <laughs> And I guarantee you, as you give, he'll give back to you. The Bible says he'll, in the same measure that you give, he'll give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So in the same measure that you give, he's going to give back to you in abundance. Keep that in mind. So I'm so thankful for people with a giving heart, especially during this time. And, and again, we, we do everything we can to move that on out into other needs. Everything is is under his control. Philippians three verse twenty one. What a glorious truth to cling to. God is in control of our health. He is in control of our economy. He is in control of our work. And while we may not know or understand his plans all throughout scripture, he has proven himself to be faithful and sovereign, working all things for his glory and the ultimate good of those who love him. Romans eight twenty eight. Man I need to write that scripture down because I'm constantly searching for that. One day we will see the ultimate culmination of the good on the new earth where christ will reign as king forever but until then the king has called us to work as his vice agents or regents toiling to extend his control and agenda for redemption of every square inch of creation doctors are working around the clock to bring covid19 under control government leaders are working to bring our way of life under control entrepreneurs and other cultural creators are are working to bring the economy under control all of our work should be aimed at the redemption of what's broken in our world today, in line with the agenda of the one true king. But whether we fail or succeed, our attempts at redemptive work have the opportunity to serve as, high, as signposts to the ultimate redemption of all things through Christ. On that first Easter morning, Jesus showed us that he has the power to transform our lowly human bodies into something redeemed, perfect and glorious Philippians 3 verse 21 but as scripture makes clear when Christ returns to rule forever in the new Jerusalem he won't just redeem our bodies he will redeem the whole creation because of everything is ultimately under his control one day all of our attempts at redemptive work will be made perfect until that day let us work heartily Colossians three, twenty-three, to point to the future and the hope of our world I'm not sure about you, but until recently, I always heard Philippians 4, 6, 6, and 8 as separate. um, Largely unrelated commands, but as we see today, they are back-to-back, separated only by verse 7. Could that be because part of the solution to our anxiety is found in what we're choosing to think about? Check this out, Philippians 4, verses 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank Him for all that He's done. Verse 8 says, And and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Verse 7, in the middle of 6 and 8, says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can ever understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds. As you as you live in Christ Jesus. So don't worry. Verse 6 brings that up. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And then thank him for what he's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. I decided to add verse 9 as I felt it. It caps what Paul's trying to say here. Verse 9 says, Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And Paul makes it clear. To, you know, He says to follow him, not not because of who he is, but because of who Christ is in him. So, so keep putting into practice everything you've learned, and God, God of peace will be with you. Amen. Uh, let's see. I think i got one more page of notes. We'll be out of there. we am running way too long on these things. Based on common sense and our collective experiences working through the COVID-19 crisis, I believe the answer to the rhetorical question is a resounding yes. Paul is commanding us to take control of our thoughts so that the Lord can free us from our anxieties. Our current moment provides a compelling testimony to his truth. The news today is not lovely or admirable. Far from it. Today's headlines are filled with fear and anxiety. Of course, we need to be informed about critical things going on in our communities and lives in, in the industries we're working in. But that does not mean that we need to be reading, watching, or listening to the news for hours on end. But in the search for that important information, I stumbled into the quicksand, the most modern news services, scanning headlines from ridiculous Hulk Hogan, Maybe, maybe we don't need a vaccine to... The fear-inducing U.S. death toll nears 10,000. Of course, the news, while while marginally entertaining and informative, does not impact our life or work one bit. After a couple of days of my return to regular news consumption, I was experiencing a level of anxiety I've never felt before. After a bit of reflection on the verses above, the culprit became clear to me. Rather than filling my mind with more of God's word and reminders of His promises, I was filling my mind with largely irrelevant, anxiety-inducing news. It's not, a, it's not hard for us to do that today. You know, you and I can be the ones our anxious coworkers and friends look to for hope during these trying times, but not if we ourselves are anxious and forgetful of the hope that we have in Christ. May we be the ones filling our minds with the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, so that the hope of the gospel can shine to those that we work and live with. You know, in a nutshell, this is basically simply saying we need to get our minds back on who who we are in Him and who He is in us. He is our hope. He He's the only hope we have in in a hopeless generation, a hopeless world. Without Christ, we don't have anything. Without Christ, I don't have anything. Without Him in me, I can't even do what I'm doing today. This is not this is not me as normal. <laughs> me as normal wouldn't be here today me as normal would be sitting on the back porch drinking coffee this morning looking at the countryside I, I'm not I'm not this this is Christ in me and, 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 but it's because of Christ in me that we've got a hope of glory that, that, that's the key element get your focus back on who Jesus is get your focus back on who he is to this world in our hope maybe slow down the consumption of all the garbage that we see on TV I mean, all the breaking news, all the... Man, it's like watching a movie script unroll in front of us, isn't it? But maybe break away from that. Maybe get your nose in the Word of God a little bit. Maybe put on some worship music once in a while. And and, and remind yourself of who He is and who you are in Him. Amen? God bless you guys. I know I've been forever on this. Um, Hope you get something out of it. Uh, We're... We're constantly moving and, and, and putting things out. God's pouring things in. Continue to, to, to serve. Continue to be uh, that light in the darkness. That's um, that's exactly what He's called us to do. Be an encouragement to your to your coworkers. Be an encouragement to your family, to your friends, to your your community. Um, let them see a light in you. Let, let them let them see that you're you're not living in an anxious life because you have a hope in Christ. What a way to spread the gospel and what a time that we live in today to do just that So god bless you guys always here for you check us out www.livingloudoutdoors.com lots of ways you can support us on there lots of info on there that you can contact us with if you need anything at all from me man feel free to give me a call shoot me a message uh love to speak with you love to visit with you love to pray with you if you need to so keep in mind that that we're the hope of this world while we're here don't forget to let your light shine in the darkness. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. Uh, man, it's only 1030. Pick up another church service. There'll be a 15, 20, 30, 100 on there. Uh, you might as well find another one to watch. God bless you guys. We will talk to you again real soon.